0: have your Bibles with you, turn with me this morning to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Last week, we introduced the topic of bullseye living. And when people are asked the question, what do you want in life? I've asked that question myself of of myself, and I've asked that question to other people in ministry uh, over the course of many years of ministry. I've asked that question, what is it that you want in life? The overwhelming response that I hear people say is, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And I totally understand that. In fact, I I get it that when people say that, they'll say, I just want to be happy. And then you say, well, what about your kids? I just want my kids to be happy. I want to be happy, and I just want my kids to be happy. Well, I want to suggest to you that what if happiness is not the bullseye? What if happiness is a byproduct of hitting the bullseye? What if the bullseye is something else entirely? And what if if we make happiness our target, what does that do? What impact does that have? I mean, consider you know the, the concentric circles that we've got on our on our backdrop. I mean consider this bullseye we all know that the bullseye is is dead center right the bullseye is there in the middle that's what we are aiming for but what if happiness is out here and in our lives all we're doing is we're actually pursuing happiness do you know what that would be it would be missing the mark even though we're happy even though we are going yeah but i'm content with this it's just I'm happy, my children are happy, but if we're hitting out here where happiness is and we're not hitting the bullseye, we've missed the mark. In the Hebrew language, there's a word for that. The Hebrew Hebrew word for miss the mark is the word we translate sin. That's what it means. The Hebrew word for sin is to miss the mark. Now, there's also a Hebrew word that means to hit the mark. To hit the mark. It's actually the word Torah. It's the word that we use to describe the books of the Bible, the first five books of the Bible, the the law. In fact, we looked at last week, we looked in the book of Proverbs where Solomon is giving instruction to his son. And one of the things that he said to his son is, Hey, don't forsake the Torah of your mother. What was he saying? He was saying, Listen, your mom is going to give you some instructions for life, she's going to give you some things that's going to look good on you. And make sure that you don't neglect those things. Make sure that those things are priority. So before we jump into Ephesians chapter 5 this morning, I want us to have a couple of definitions before we just jump right in. The first one is this, identifying if, if being happy is not the bullseye, but rather it's a byproduct or an outcome or the result of hitting the bullseye, then what exactly is bullseye living? What is is it that bullseye living is? Well, I believe that we can make a biblical case that bullseye living is living life in such a way that God and his purposes are our highest priority. There's a principle throughout scripture that we see that if we seek that first, then other things will take care of themselves. In other words, if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added to you. Well, what are these things? We look at that passage and we see some of the things that's added to our life. But we have to make sure that we don't just pursue those things. When Solomon was talking to his son, here's what he said. He said, if you would put this first, if you you don't neglect the teaching of your mother, the Torah of your mother, then the things that the world desires, and the things that people are seeking after, those things are going to come naturally. And then he lists some of the things. And it's interesting because they're not bad things. They're things that it sounds like we should be pursuing. In fact, one of those was justice. He says justice will be a a byproduct of what? Pursuing the purposes of God. But what if we seek justice as our bullseye? We've missed the mark. Do you know what else Solomon told his son? He said, equity, equity is a byproduct of seeking first God's kingdom. You want equity? You want justice? You want those things? Listen, those things can come, but they're not your primary goal. They're not your primary purpose in life. Those things flow from and come as a byproduct or as a result of living life to honor the Lord and keep his purposes as our highest priority. So our first definition, bullseye living, is living life in such a way that God and his purposes are our highest priority. Now, how do we get there? Let me give you another definition. We get there by identifying some core values, some core values. And that's what we're going to look at today in Ephesians 5. Now, what exactly are core values? Let me give you a definition. Core values are principles that guide our thinking and behavior. Core values are principles that guide our thinking and behavior. Now think of it this way. Let me give you some examples. Um, Our church, when we started making our plans and thinking about uh, what we were going to look like as a church, we developed some core values. Now, core values that never make their way into reality are really nothing more than a wish list, right? I mean, we can aspire to to do those things, but unless these core values translate into actionable steps, they're just a wish list at best, or at best something we aspire to. But let me share with you real quick, let me share with you three core values that we have as a church, and then we're going to unpack Ephesians chapter 5 and these three verses that help us to understand core values better. The first one is this. As a church, we've said said that one of the things that's really important to us is relational community. Relational community. Now, planting a church in the middle of a pandemic, when you have a core value that is relational community, we're already hitting the wall, Right? I mean, we're, we're up against the, uh, the wall. We're, we're having a very difficult time with this. Now, let's consider. How does that translate into how we think and how we behave as a church? Well, because relational community is our core value, then we begin to think differently about how we set up. For example, we said if we really believe that relational community is important for us, we believe that relationships and community is built not by sitting in rows but by sitting in circles so we said let's let's decide very early on let's sit in circles because it's within a circle that we have conversation it's within a circle that we communicate with one another now again covid man it puts a it it puts a spin on all of this right It, it gives us a real challenge But nonetheless why do we sit at tables because community relational community is built in circles in relationship with one another rather than in rows lines circles equals community equals relationships lines where's all of our attention on whatever's on stage right so our, our intention was we wanted to make sure that this core value of relational community translated into meaningful moments and places where we gather together as as god's people so our actionable step then was gather we 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 have this relational community and we want to gather as a church and that's why in person is important we're gathering online but this is so important we gather in small groups we gather at kids point It's so important that that this core value is seen throughout the church, not just in one aspect, but in every aspect. So not only do we have relational community, then we have what we call transformational growth. That's our second core value, transformational growth. Now, as a church, growth is one of those things that there's many, many metrics, many ways to measure growth, right? The two most common that churches put in their bulletins are last week's offering and last week's attendance, right? I mean, that's, that's the metrics. That's the metrics of growth. But what if, what if our core value said growth is important, but the qualifier is transformational growth? In other words, we want to see growth that is transforming us and our minds and our thinking and our behavior to the image of Christ. And that is transformational growth. In other words, we want to see numerical growth, right? We want to be able to sustain a ministry through offerings and those things are important. But the most important thing is that we can help one another grow in our faith, and that when we gather together, we grow not just numerically, but we grow because we are being transformed to the image of Christ. That is a core value for our church. When we we go through a Bible study together, we've been through a handful of Bible studies already. I mean, we've done Old Testament survey and New Testament survey. We're starting systematic theology tomorrow night online we've been through a handful of bible studies but hear me on this it is never for the purpose for us to just sit back and go wow look at the knowledge that we have have gained we have grown in knowledge now that's not wrong scripture actually tells us to grow in wisdom and knowledge of the lord however the qualifier is that when we grow in those things it's for the purpose of fulfilling the great commission in other words, when, we are, when it transforms our lives and we live out the Great Commission, that's transformational l- growth. Transformational growth. That's a core value for us as a church. And then we have this third core value called sacrificial living. Sacrificial living. The idea for this one is As a church, we recognize that Jesus had a lot of qualifiers when it came to what a disciple of his looks like. And one of those major qualifiers was, it's going to cost you something. It's going to be sacrificial. It's not easy to be a follower of Christ. In fact, we want to live life in such a way that we give sacrificially, we go sacrificially, we, we do what it takes to accomplish the Great Commission, and share the gospel. So those three things are are our core values. They help us in how we should think about how church is done. And then they provide actionable steps. What are the actionable steps? Well, when it comes to relational community, we gather. When it comes to transformational uh, growth, then we grow. And when it comes to sacrificial living, we go. We gather, grow, go. That's our action steps. That's how we put it into action.